You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 73 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members-only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is, but if you're willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. Now, this is your time. All right, peace family. We are back for another episode of Versus Mike History. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been here. Um, took some time to enjoy my birthday. Took some time to get some much-needed rest. And, um, you know, to think about future plans for what I want to deliver to you guys. Uh, I got some exciting stuff in the works. And um, I'm not going to spend too much time here talking about it. But, you know, I feel good. It's September, falls right around the corner, and uh, it's almost hoodie season. So, um, I'm excited. But, you know, I'm excited to be back in front of you guys, and let's go ahead and get into this episode. Now, of course, we got to lead with love, and I just want to give a shout out to everybody who showed love on my birthday this year. Um, It was really appreciated. And um, I got to spend some time in Puerto Rico uh, by myself to just, you know, enjoy the weather, get some time away, enjoy the beach and all of that stuff. But um, the love was really felt this year and I appreciate everyone. So um, shout out everybody, you know. Okay, let's go ahead and get into our black spotlight. And I wanted to highlight Spelman College alumna Maya Havard. Because she won uh, Pharrell's $100,000 Black Ambition Prize. Uh, And I'm getting this from Afrotech, so bear with me. Pharrell Williams' Black Ambition is currently living up to his name. The $100,000 award has reportedly been granted to Spelman alumna Maya uh, Havard from Williams' Black Ambition. 
As Afrotech previously reported, the Black Ambition and Black Ambition HBCU, created in 2020, partners with historically black colleges and universities to provide resources for black and Latinx, current and former HBCU students with startups in tech, design, healthcare, and consumer product or services. The initiative also provides entrepreneurs mentorship opportunities, capital gain, and pitch feedback, along with a prize money of up to $250,000. So shout out to this uh, alumna, Maya Havard, for her um, for her prize money, you know, and for the connections that she'll um, undoubtedly earn after receiving this money, you know, and, and the connections that she'll get along with it. Shout out to her. Before I get into any topics, I want to start by saying rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, a North legend who passed away. Um, legendary actor and a thespian in his own right. Um, is a great loss to the black community, to the acting community, to the film industry, um, to the LGBTQ community. And, um, you know, he will be greatly missed. So, rest easy. All right, so I want to go ahead and get started with the topics for this week with uh, Leonard Fournette of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers donating $100,000 to Hurricane Ida Relief. And I'm getting this story from Black Enterprise, so bear with me. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette announced that he has given $100,000 to a local community organization in Louisiana to support Hurricane Ida Relief efforts. Reading a tweet from him, I'm putting up my own $100,000 for my city. Everything and anything helps. Let's keep going. Love my city. It's time to step up. The New Orleans community is being hit hard by Hurricane Ida and is in need of the world's support. I am supporting the following organizations and relief efforts to provide my beloved cities and uh, families, children, and individuals with basic necessities. Fournette is a New Orleans native and played college uh, college football at Louisiana State University. So shout out to uh, Leonard Fournette because, you know, um, Hurricane Ida has absolutely devastated uh, New Orleans and the greater Louisiana area. And um, it is important that uh, we know the proper organizations to donate money to. So the fact that he... Um, not only donated his money to community organizations and provided a list for other people to donate to these organizations is very thoughtful and uh, very strategic. And, um, you know, it shows a lot of courage and heart. So shout out to him. All right, getting into this next story, I um, came across this and I thought it was very interesting. And I'm getting this from Afrotech, so bear with me. Uh, One Pass, a Nigerian startup Resolving car abandonment issues closes $1 million pre-seed round. Online shopping can be a breeze when you're a pro. However, even the savviest online shoppers can find online checkout experiences to be extraneous. In fact, 7 out of every 10 customers will abandon their cart due to difficulties, according to Sleek Note. Since the checkout concerns hit home for founder Samuel Eze, who observed the frustration of his mother's shopping experiences, he decided to found Nigerian startup OnePass to rectify e-commerce checkout problems. I watched my mother struggle to shop online where I saw her set up multiple accounts on different platforms while going through a rigorous checkout process, Eze shared with TechCrunch. In many cases, she ended up dropping the card and moving 
on to a different online store, seeing the same pattern happen with other friends and family, I had to dive into it and found that it was actually a major headache for consumers and online retailers. Shout out to this company who is doing the damn thing in terms of resolving issues with companies who have cart abandonment issues. You know, that is going to drive up revenue, not only for that company, but for whoever they provide that service for. And, um, you know, that's a beautiful thing. So shout out to them. All right. Next up, I got Joy Taylor joining Fox Sports Radio. And I'm getting this from the root. So bear with me. Joy Taylor is one step closer to world domination with new show on Fox Sports Radio. After graduating from Miami's Bear University in 2009, she's since gone on to become one of the most popular faces in sports television. From moderating Fox Sports 1's Skip and Shannon Undisputed to co-hosting The Herd with Colin Coward and launching her podcast, Maybe I'm Crazy, the 34-year-old has been putting in work, not only to break down barriers for women, black and otherwise, in sports, but to create her own lane in the process. And now her tremendous work ethic is being rewarded with a brand new show, The Joy Taylor Show, which is set to premiere this Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. And this came out on Friday, so it came out over the weekend. Shout out to Joy Taylor. Um, she's a hardworking woman in sports. Uh, an absolute wonder to look at. And, you know, very intelligent and hardworking. It's, uh, it's really great to see all of these black women in sports gaining the recognition and the roles and the shows that they absolutely deserve. Because we need diverse voices in sports, as we do in every field. So... You know, it's wonderful, and we love to see it. All right, next up, I have here that Jada Pickens-Smith is set to produce a Netflix hybrid documentary slash scripted series, and I'm getting this from Shadow and Act, so bear with me. Actress and Emmy Award-winning talk show host Jada Pickens-Smith is known for her work in a plethora of films such as Set It Off, uh, Jason's Lyric, Demon Knight, Collateral, and Girls Trip, as well as her role as the Facebook Watch talk show host, Red Table Talk. She's now working with Netflix for an upcoming docuseries. Deadline reports that Netflix has commissioned a two-season order for a docuseries on African Queens from Westbrook Studios, the production company owned by Jada Pickens-Smith and Will Smith. The former is slated to produce, to executive produce. The docuseries, written by Perez Owino and Nene Iwuji, will contain scripted docudrama elements, interviews, and will focus on a different queen each season. The first the first will focus on the life of the revered queen, Cleopatra. The second season will revolve around Queen Najinga. Um, I think this sounds wonderful, to be honest. Uh, the fact that it's coming to Netflix, a large, very large platform, is a wonderful thing. Hopefully we get some in-depth history lessons since each season will only focus on one so there'll be multiple episodes focusing on the history of these women and um, hopefully we get some in-depth real stories about our rich history um, it sounds wonderful shout out to Jada Pinkin and shout out to uh, the producers behind this alright so it's been a while since we've been here and um, a lot of music has came out so I'm going to start with like all the stuff that's recently came out and then I'm going to get into my Donda and CLB takes. Um, so first and foremost, I want to acknowledge that 
the Aaliyah's third third studio album, which is self-titled, is now on all streaming platforms, and you can go listen to that. It's a beautiful body of work, my favorite album from her personally. And uh, yeah, uh, outside of that, you got uh, some new Ari Linux called Pressure. I absolutely love it. I'm pretty sure it's produced by Jermaine Dupri. Um, I hear him in the background. It's a wonderful single, and I'm glad that Ari is back to give us the bops that we need to hear. Um, I also have here a a song from Sid and Smino called Right Track. Uh, it's a nice little up-tempo joint I really enjoy. Um, Alicia Keys and Sway Lee have a song called La La Unlocked. Uh, Lil Durk has a song with Farina called Nueva Vida. Uh, Bino Rito has a song with King Combs called No Makeup. Uh, what else we got here? Hmm. We got Maxwell Cream and Tyler the Creator called Big Persona. Might hear that later on. Uh, in terms of new albums, we got stuff from Baby Keem. We got the Melodic Blue. We got Common with A Beautiful Revolution Part 2. Um, we got Twister with Shooter Ready. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I see here. So that's, um, so that's pretty much it with new music. Now, let me go ahead and get into my Donda and CLB takes and I'll start with Donda. Um, Donda dropped the Sunday before I went on vacation and CLB dropped the Friday I went on vacation. Um, so Donda, it took me a little bit longer to get through that album just because of how many songs were on it and um, the type of structure that the album had. It wasn't necessarily straight Kanye. It was more so an experience, um, having to immerse yourself into the album. And, you know, that's not just simply putting it on your speakers or putting in your headphones. You got to sit down and you know, listen to certain things and hear certain things and be able to enjoy it and actually take it all in. And uh, once I got the opportunity to do that, I realized how much of a good body of work that Donda was. Um, it's definitely of Kanye's last three albums, including this one. This one is clearly the best. Um, if we're talking about Jesus is King, yay, and this. Um this is clearly the best one, and it might be on par or better than The Life of Pablo. It's very debatable at this point. It's very debatable. Uh, this song has a lot of amazing hits that um, aren't necessarily radio friendly, but, you know, hit you at a personal level that, you know, just connects to the human soul. And I know it sounds dramatic, but, you know, I'm just giving you my take. Uh, nonetheless, it's a uh, it's very light on lyrics, but um, at least from Kanye. But the features were placed properly. Um, I don't think that production wise, the the, the album has any faults, um, you know, I think that it's the, the 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 album is a little is a little empty at certain points in terms of like actual 
uh, artist participation in terms of performing uh, to live music. But nonetheless, it's still an amazing body of work. Uh, it doesn't have that same uh, uh, silk ribbon tied in a bow as Kanye's projects used to in the past. He's definitely grown from that to a more um, collaborative, widespread, touch-and-go type of um, production style. But nonetheless, the music is still great, and not a lot of people could say that at this point in their careers. Now, let's go ahead and move on to Certified Lover Boy. Now, this album happened to drop on my first day in Puerto Rico, and I spent three days out there. And you know what? I got to say that Drake, uh, Drake knows what he's doing in the studio. Uh, on a on a weird level, not just from on a, from a musical standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from like it, it, it's 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 scary how many audiences he he has access to just tap into, um, and how many demographics. You know, he's been working at this for a while now, and um, this this album shows that he's. No spring chicken to how to market an album, how to get people to sing along to a song, how to get people interested in the content, um, how to uh, uh, how to satisfy callbacks to previous songs. All of these things are present in this new album. It's it's sort of like giving you uh, a greatest hits of new music. Is, is, is very hard to explain But um, you know He taps into a lot of different eras Of his old music Into this new album And he packages it in a way that Seems fresh um, I really enjoyed it You know I thought it was a good body of work uh, And I think that it'll It's is one of his better albums And it'll definitely go go down as one of his better albums i know a lot of people have have critiques on it um but you know it, it is what it is you know I, I don't think that you can really call either of these albums bad music to be perfectly honest i think that's an unfair judgment i think it's very um i don't think i could take your opinion very seriously if you if you said that this that either of these were bad music like the, the fact that both of these artists have been in the, in the industry for as long as they have been, and they can still make this level and this quality of music is uh it's pretty insane, you know, because nobody else is doing it really, you know, like Jay Z can put out an album, go number one, and and be as successful as he can be, but his albums aren't selling at the level of Drake's or even Kanye's anymore, and um, I don't say that lightly because I'm one of the biggest, uh, like I'm a huge Jay Z fan. But regardless, um, it is what it is. And, you know, um, I really enjoy both of these albums. And I, I don't want to compare them, and that's not what I'm here to do. I just know that these are two very important staples in our community right now in terms of music. So I had to address it. And that's pretty much all I got on that. All righty, so moving on to TV and uh, film 
I don't really have that much here, to be honest. I feel like I haven't been watching much of anything. I have, though, been watching Marvel's What If, and it's fantastic, man. Um, I'm sorry for the people who don't really, like, aren't in the comics and stuff like that, but, you know, it's, it's Marvel's pretty popular, so you got going to have to bear with it. Sorry. Uh Marvel's What If is currently airing on Disney Plus, and I think it's fantastic. The last episode that aired, which was I believe was Zombies, was pretty great. Uh, it took a very famous comic book from Marvel Comics and brought it to life on the screen, animated, and um, it was definitely an interesting concept. These stories that What If is presenting to us are very dark, at least the last three have been, um, and it makes you think, what are the intentions of this series um, in relation to the grand scheme of the NCU? Because, you know, it is like all alternate universes, but we're dealing with the multiverse for this, for this, uh, for this phase, at least. So, you know, it will have some implications and it will tie into some um, real life live action stuff, but we just don't know how yet. Uh, all in all, it's been cool, and I think you guys should go check it out. Uh, what else we got? Rick and Morty. I have not. There are two episodes uh, left in the season that I haven't seen yet, so I'm still behind. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what dropped. The Matrix Revolutions trailer is out. It looks amazing. It has me very excited for The Matrix to be back um the hawkeye trailer dropped that looks pretty cool too um hawkeye is a series that's coming to disney plus matrix revolution is the fourth matrix entry and that'll be releasing on december 22nd in theaters and on hbo max i don't understand why warner brothers still wants to uh release this movie on hbo max even though Shang-Chi has done amazing numbers, and I'm just realizing I didn't talk about Shang-Chi. Let me talk about Shang-Chi really quickly. Shang-Chi was absolutely fantastic. It was great. Best action in Marvel in ages since since probably Winter Soldier. And most of the action scenes in this movie were better than the Winter Soldier scenes. So it should tell you a lot. Um, the story outside of the action is very, very compelling. It's very compelling. This is not just your typical origin story where it's like you have your hero and then you have your villain who is exactly like the hero. No, this is a story about a family and you get very different aspects and different perspectives from different members of the family as to why the issues have arisen in the way they have in this, in this film. Because all in all, I think this is a film about family. Um, it's wonderful, man. That the, the the fight scenes are are crazy. Uh, the 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 special effects are out of this world for the creatures that are coming out of thin air. You know, these aren't real characters that these people are fighting on screen. So the effects are are absolutely wonderful, and this film has performed absolutely fantastic domestically. You know, I, I don't really know. I'm not a big numbers guy, but um, it's performed really well. It's the best performing film of the year so far. And, you know, uh, it's made 
Disney and Marvel come to the conclusion that they're not going to release the Eternals on Disney Plus at all. They're going to do a complete exclusive theatrical window, which makes me wonder why other companies like Warner Brothers are still doing day and date releases. You know, I wasn't against the day and date idea for a very long time because the pandemic affected movie theaters and uh, turnout and people were scared. So, you know, options. But at the end of the day, these companies have the option of releasing these films on this app whenever they choose to, however they choose to. So doing it after seeing a film perform so well with an exclusive theatrical window, I don't get it. But it is what it is. All in all, that's their decision. It's their money. I don't really care that much. And that's pretty much all I got for you guys this week. So, as always, send topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram at the and on Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. Follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. Subscribe to the website versusmikehistory.com slash members only. I'm doing interviews on there that are that are exclusive to that platform. They release on streaming sometimes, but they never stay there for that long. And I'm going to do a private podcast very soon. Shout out to the good people at Transistor. Um, I'm going to do a private, unfiltered version of this podcast that's going to be starting very soon. But I'm going to keep it behind the members only paywall. So they'll be getting not only the interviews, but also the unfiltered version of Versus Mike History. So you guys have that to look forward to. Um, And that's pretty much it. So this week's sound selection comes from Maxwell Cream and Tyler, the creator. And it is called Big Persona. And as always, stay beautiful and stay black, people. That's that big shit. Nigga know I'm getting money. Nigga know I'm getting money. What these niggas talking about? Million for the summer house. Love it when the sun be out, cause we be out. Riding around in that thing with the center roll. And the inside is arms like a cantaloupe. Got a Grammy and that just the interlude. Y'all niggas lucky I ain't snatched the other two. Got a lemon that sit on the air ring. And that bitch glimmering like bling. Dance on the moon to be like sing. Nigga, so far, so far, so far, so far. Damn, bro, that neck on lamb. Move the pinks and blues, the yellow hue. That shit like rainbows. Big shit, big money, big cars, big jewels, big y'all.
always late. I left the hood, they call me fake. Ain't shit realer than real estate. All that flex and cap and that's below my tax bracket. Before I buy a bitch a Birkin bag, I spend a bag on ass. Big splash. Big money, big cars, big Jews, big saw, big niggas, big talk. Fuck these niggas talking about. Big dreaming, big business, big whiskey, big winning, big living, big shit. That's whatever, nigga. Big money, big cars, big Jews, big y'all, big niggas, big talk. Fuck these niggas talking back. Big dreaming, big business, big risk, big winning, big living, big shit.